0: Hey everybody, it's Sunday and this is Beame Shavery. I'm here with your daily dose of energy as we are preparing to go into this second week of November. Um, First, before we get into the um, inspiration uh, for the week, I want to first let you guys know that, I mean, first of all, you may hear a little bit of wind. It's because I have my patio opened because I'm burning Palo Santo and sage, but Um, I want to let you guys know what I've been feeling. Um, This weekend has been very, very, very uh, interesting. And I'm very happy that I posted the episode that I did on Friday about us shifting our energetic space because Saturday morning, boom, reality again, you know, Um, amazing things are happening. And I found a, a very important lesson within that for myself, which was the natural ability to compartmentalize emotions. And that's something that is really um, sticking out to me to say, to share with you guys today because the inability to process your emotions and the inability to accept that what you feel is your truth in that moment can cause you to become numb and desensitized to the reality at hand. And what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, for instance, I'm a person who feels everything. I learned a long time ago the importance of allowing myself the process of feeling everything. I don't run from my feelings. I don't run from my emotions. But I have noticed that with so much energetic influence and so many things happening it feels as though part of me has naturally compartmentalized my emotion for certain things for trauma um I'm pretty I'm pretty much you know grounded when it comes to things that are happening. I allow myself to feel it because I understand the importance of feeling it. I understand the importance of allowing myself to process. But what I've noticed is as of Saturday, Saturday morning, I woke up, I heard the beautiful news of, um, president Elect and vice president-elect right I heard it I felt it I I felt really good now mind you there has been four plus years I'll just say there has been a constant rise of undercover racism undercover bigotry undercover um, just a lot of different things that have happened that have been traumatic for humanity as a whole and individually as a culture and I have not shed a tear. I have not, you know, it's not that I didn't feel it. I did feel it. And there were moments where I felt a little bit emotional, but the emotions that I felt were not teary. It was, it was anger. It was um, disbelief. It was frustration. It was irritability. It was not me crying right not that crying is bad crying is good crying is cleansing crying is necessary but I just hadn't I hadn't I hadn't cried it was almost like I had become hardened to the reality at hand and that's what I'm speaking when I say desensitized to emotion and the traumatic experience can cause us to become numb in a sense because I did not cry not because it didn't hurt and not because it wasn't painful, but just because that particular wound had continued to be tampered with for so much and so long, it just became a bit of normality, right? And and what happened was when I heard the president elect and vice president elect information, I was literally laying down and I began to just tear up and it wasn't because I was so thinking that life was going to be miraculously better. It was that I felt collectively the energy of the people who have been feeling this heavy burden for so long, not feeling heard, not feeling like they mattered, not feeling like their voice was important. I felt this deep sigh of release and a bit of light of hope for not just myself, but for everyone. And so I naturally began to cry. And in the same breath of me feeling like, wow, like I'm so happy, I'm so proud of this. This is a great moment. it didn't, I, it's not that I didn't feel like the reality at hand was still the reality at hand because it is, you can't vote people's hearts to change. You can't, you know, it. people's hearts are people's hearts. So that's just what it is. But I felt this overwhelming amount of happiness, like joy of validation, in a way, spiritually, where all of us came together and our hearts and our passion and our inability to sit back and watch this unfold any longer, we took all of that as ammunition and it actually landed and that felt amazing. And then on the flip side of that, mind you, I am crying. I'm not doing the ugly cry, but it's just like my eyes are naturally just watering. In the same breath, I receive a phone call that a very close friend of mine from junior high school suddenly passed away. And this is another example of the Compartmentalizing emotion and the des- desensitizing of emotion because this is someone that I cared about a lot. I care about a lot. I love this person. I know what it feels like for someone to lose a father. So, this man was a father. This man was a fiance. This man was a friend. This man was a son. This man was a brother. This man was so many things to so many different people. And I understood the dynamic at hand when it comes to that particular loss in the physical, but even with all of that, even with everyone wanting to know what happened and this search for what is happening and clarity, my tears that I was feeling 30 seconds prior were dried up. Now, again, it's not because it didn't hurt. It's not because I didn't feel it. It's not because it wasn't personal. It's not because of anything other than this particular wound, which in this case is my heart, my feelings, my love, my care for someone beside myself, it was once again, punctured, right? And so when that happened, I instantly went to, why am I not crying? Why can't I cry? I want to cry. I feel like crying. I feel like a lot, but I realized that my internal went into autopilot mode instantly and just that quick it went into autopilot it instantly knew how it needed to react based on the emotion i was feeling how my body knew that i do not know how your body programs these things i do not know but it reminded me instantly of when we pay attention to our bodies and we pay attention to our spirit. And we actually allow it to speak for us. It does a lot of the work. So yesterday I felt like I just need to get out and find some Polo Santo. Why I needed to fit, why I needed Polo Santo specifically, I don't know, but I needed that. I needed that smell. I needed to find it. And there are no shops around me that sell um, ethically fair traded polo santo or sage or anything you have to go I had to go like 20 minutes away and so the fact that I knew I needed that I was willing to travel for it needing to go so I got up I went in bought it I came home and I burned a little bit of it and then I took a bath I took a shower I wasn't hungry I didn't have an appetite I just felt like oh my god how much of this, right? And I still couldn't cry. Finally, finally, I began to pray, do some meditation. I began to talk out what I felt. I began to process what had happened. And after I, would you know, gave everyone close to us the update of what I knew and told everybody, you know, we're all collectively praying each other, praying for each other. We're all here. We're uplifting each other. We're doing everything that we can do. I started listening to music that really triggered that release of my insides like what what inside i needed to to feel vibrations of music and frequencies that allowed me to tap in deeper than what my natural wall barriers have become and when i did that i felt like a bit of defrosting happening of course i'm doing my practice of meditation doing my practice of you know speaking it out and allowing myself to sing it out i'm a person who likes to sing and and move my body and do those things when i'm needing to release it isn't just about talking it is about speaking in a way that allows you to release it and so i felt that and it 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 just brought this sense of clarity to myself about myself and also about so much of what so many people are doing in their day-to-day life. And I realized how unhealthy that is to not be aware of how your body naturally reacts to trauma or to um, unfortunate news or certain things that occur in your life. And it made me feel like We have to remind ourselves to really be present in the moment of whatever it is that is occurring in our lives presently. We can't control outcomes. We can't change what happens. We can't change unfortunate situations. All we can do is try to deal with it the best way we can in the manner of which we can and try our hardest to navigated in a way that doesn't cause us more harm. I feel as though I'm telling you guys that because not everybody is on that level where they can just tap into their different dimensions of processing. They're not able to really connect with what they're feeling because they feel that avoiding it is better. They feel that if I continue to avoid something, then it's not real. And that's not what our bodies take on as truth. Even if your mind and your mouth and your you know current physical capabilities don't allow you to feel it and to know that it's real. It doesn't change the way your body processes these things. This is how stress builds up. This is how anxiety builds up. This is how depression festers. It's because we are so accustomed to compartmentalizing our feelings and processing the trauma. The trauma of this year has for me been a mirror closing ending to 2016. and. It became very evident the growth that I have um, personally achieved from this time, because if I look back over the last 10 years of my life, and I look back at all the trauma and things that I have uh, dealt with and, and overcome and come through, I realized that my ability to tap into the depth of that emotion, which is a practice that I actually began in 2016, it Helped me to recognize how my body processes things yesterday and that is what I'm trying to relate to you guys we have had a very traumatic year this has been a year like some have never ever ever seen ever in life and this particular year has shifted the way we view life and if it hasn't for you it's time to look within and ask yourself why because nothing will ever be the same nothing will ever be what we considered normal nothing will ever be how we have previously seen it to be and This has caused a lot of awakenings. This has caused a lot of triggering. This has caused a lot of emotions that people are not accustomed to feeling and they're not familiar with feeling. And so they are in this crippling space because where they are normally capable to run away from it and able to kind of just breeze through, they're realizing that it's not possible because everywhere you turn, here's another block. Here's another trial that you're having to go through. Here's another form of yourself that you're having to conquer outside of yourself in the midst of chaos and confusion and all type of things. So we're in this space where we're being triggered, but we're having to really sit with the ideas that we have allowed ourselves to Uh, believe in it's not about what we thought it has been about it is about you it is about how you face the things that you deal with you can't run from the emotion you can't self-medicate the emotion away. you can't hide from the emotion and I tell people all the time I can't believe I'm doing 2020 sober and that's a statement that would come from a person who has a who's an addict or who is overcoming certain things in their life when it comes to alcoholism or drugs but I'm I've never been that person so the fact that I haven't gone to drinking the fact that I haven't gone to drugs the fact that I haven't gone to other coping mechanisms is One of the reasons why I have had to go through this in a raw place, I've had to feel it raw. I can't numb it away. The only thing that I can do is take an Advil PM or an Excedrin PM or something like that to sleep. But my body still feels it. And when I wake up, it's still there. It's no numbing it away. It's just allowing yourself to feel it in the rawest way. And that is something that is very difficult when you are accustomed to not feeling something. This year has and will continue to push you. It will continue to put you in a space where you are introduced to your limitations. You're introduced to your fears. You're introduced to things that you thought you never would have to be reduced to as far as emotionally. It's putting us on the bare minimal, on the foundation level of where we're needing to be because we haven't been there in so long. We've been accustomed to distracting ourselves from the truth of it. And this is forcing you to challenge yourself on how you view the chaos in your life or how you view the world globally, understanding that what you do today is really affecting to you and your life and those that are connected to you because you cannot change anything external to that. You cannot change other people's reality. You cannot change other people's hearts. You cannot change other people's views. You cannot change anything about anyone else but yourself. And that is something that you are having to tackle, especially in the midst of dealing with so much trauma and so much Pain and so much confusion and so much disarray, right? We cannot outrun ourselves. We're having to sit with what we have processed, what we have allowed our bodies to absorb, and we're having to find the best way to release those things. We cannot avoid it. We just cannot. And so I'm bringing to you my realization of this weekend because I want you guys to understand that it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you process it and what you allow yourself to really absorb running from the truth of your reality does not stop it from affecting you. It does not stop it from really connecting and, um, sowing seeds in your psyche in a way it really is a spiritual thing and when I was looking at myself yesterday and I'm looking at my reality I realized that I I've the the fact that I could turn my I didn't even mentally know I was turning my tears off it just happened that way because I'm so used to feeling pain like this from this year because there have been deaths after deaths after deaths and the the thing is that people love to say this one hits different and the truth of the matter is this death does not hit different for me It, it hits the same it hurts right it hurts it doesn't hurt differently it hurts it it's pain it's penetrating in the same space my heart right it is it is still a triggering feeling it hurts deeper because now it's not just the pain that i've already felt that in that wound it's more on top of that which is opening up More of the wound that I thought I was healing. So when you are thinking about how you're processing it and you're thinking about how you're dealing with it, when you are seeing death so much and you've experienced so much death, you think that it won't affect you. And even though you don't physically cry about it, it's in your body aura it's in your auric field it's in your space and you have to be protective of your space how do you do that well you have to allow yourself the ability to the ability to connect with it you have to allow yourself the ability to address it with yourself how you do that is up to you so we're in this space where there's just a lot of heaviness and I, i was i was it was so interesting because it was one minute. I'm super excited. I didn't even realize I was that angry at the world in the moment that president elect was selected. I knew that I was angry about what I was seeing in the world, but I hadn't cried about it. I hadn't really, it wasn't until I felt pressure release from that announcement that my body released in that form. And not even 30 seconds after I get a disturbing call that took me out of that element and put me into natural autopilot of grief, which was familiar territory in a way. And so what I'm stating to you guys is, it's very important that you don't allow yourself to become so numb to your reality that you're unaffected in a physical way. You're you're not identifying how you're affected, I should say, in a physical way because you're allowing yourself to become desensitized because you're not allowing yourself to consciously process. It's not easy and it doesn't feel good. It feels heavy, but it is definitely a part of our reality and it is a part of what we are dealing with on a global level. We are having to really stick with what we think we know about ourselves and transform that into a way that benefits us going forward. You cannot handle life the way you've been handling life and you cannot deal with life the way that you've been dealing with life because it is going to affect you on so many different levels. It is difficult to allow yourself that grace to breathe when you feel pressured to keep moving despite losing your wind, like you're still having to go. And I made that statement to someone who kept saying, okay, just because we have a new president, like we still have to keep going. The fight doesn't stop. And I I told them, I said, look, We know the fight is going to continue. We know that we got a lot of work to do, but we cannot change this world. We will not change this world within most of our lives. We won't. Think about how many people have died this year and we're still fighting the same fights we were fighting when they were alive. So it doesn't matter about the constant grind of it. Right. You're going to continue to always have work to do. You're going to always be told that you can't stop. We are not robots. And after being pounded with trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma and not dealing with the trauma that you are being pounded with, eventually you burn out. And once you burn out on that type of level, you don't just pop back. You don't just not burn out. You're burnt out. And so I made the comment that, yeah, we know work needs to be done. Yes, there will always be something else that needs to be done. But you know what? Right now, today, at this very moment, it's okay to breathe. It's okay to pause. It's okay to just exhale. From the year that we've had thus far before we kick it up even more it it's okay we can't continue to operate out of a deficit we've given everything that we have we've done everything that we can we fought 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 since the year kicked off there has been very little time to breathe so guess what right now we're taking that moment to do so not because of any other reason other than we need to period and that's how we have to look at our life. That's how we have to protect our space. That's how we have to protect our spirits because people are dealing with life. We are still fighting a war externally, but there is still life that is happening in our personal lives within our own reach every single day. And so to fight a battle outside of you and still have to keep everything that is connected to you in place, it causes a lot more trauma. It causes a lot more of pain. It causes a lot of you know pressure that will eventually take you out. So I know that everyone wants to be in grind mode, but don't forget we're in the middle of a pandemic. This year has been hell for people mentally, emotionally, health-wise. This year has been hell for people when it comes to finances and it comes to their relationships and it comes to their children and it comes to education and it comes to fighting police brutality and standing up against injustice when it comes to our White House officials and when it comes to false information and when it comes to trying to figure out which way to go left, right or straight. It is a lot that has been happening and we have not allowed ourselves to breathe through it. We have always continued. We've taken a moment, pause, step right back into it full-fledged. And that is why everyone is at this place of fatigue, spiritually fatigued, mentally fatigued, emotionally fatigued. We're all empty. And I noticed that when I couldn't even cry for someone who was so close to me, I couldn't cry. I couldn't release the most common emotion because I'd become so desensitized unconsciously to death. Because ever since, my aunt passed. I'm still working. I'm still doing nonprofit things. I'm still working in the community. I'm still trying to feed people, feed families, be there, a sense of support, be there spiritually, most emotionally, praying for people, fasting for people, doing all of these things for everything and everyone external to me and myself that I did not even allow myself the time to process the fact that I've lost yet another person that I valued in my life. And so it's it's a constant Place that we find ourselves in when we're constantly refusing to deal with what we know we need to deal with when it comes to our peace and our love and our sanity. We have to choose ourselves first and foremost beyond what's happening external. Even though we are passionate about it, even though change needs to happen, even though there's a lot of things that are happening outside of our lives that we want to see different, We have to pay attention to what is right in front of us. The relationships that you have in your reach, the people that you have in your reach, the people that you love on hands, within hands reach. Those are the ones you need to focus on because the inability to focus on those people and those situations and that love will cause you to become desensitized in areas of your life that really do no justice to you. The fact that I felt the grief of the world and I felt the release of that of part of that grief from the world and that allowed me to shed a tear and then feeling the grief of my own personal life I couldn't shed one that brought me to an awareness of This is where you're feeling more for everyone. The empathetic soul that I have is absorbing more of the world and it is becoming desensitized to that that is which that is close to me. And so what have I done? How am I gonna change that? Well, first step is identifying that that's an issue for me because I can't be everything to everyone. I can't do everything for everyone. And then the people that are close to me I can't do for. So it's not that I don't love people externally. It's not that I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing externally. It's that I am going to compartmentalize what goes first. And how do you do that without neglecting one or the other? Well, what is most important right now? What's most important right now is that I am in a space where I can continue to recognize where I've allowed myself to not feel so that I can it's like not feeling the things that are closest to me because if I allow myself to feel those things then I'll be distracted from the world I'll be distracted from the work that I'm doing for the world But when I go, when my time is up in a physical form, there's still so much work in the world that will have to be done and the work that I've contributed to it will be just a piece of the work that's needed, right? So it's not that it doesn't matter, it does matter. What you do for life and what you do for people, it matters, but what matters more? What matters more? So I'm saying all of that to say that we are in a space where you're having to tune into yourself, you're having to tune into your intuition, you're having to focus on what matters most, you're having to connect with yourself in a way that you probably hadn't done before. But the beautiful part of that is that even though you may not have done it before, you are aware that it needs to be done and you can put in place steps to make sure it happens. There is a lot of hate in the world. Yes, but you have a lot of love within and around you. Focus on that. Because you can't change the hate that's in the world. You can only add to the love that's in the world. And if you continue to focus on what you can't change, it will continue to distract you from the things that you can. And so it is about allowing yourself to observe, but not absorb things that you cannot control. We are in Externally, a fight for our our life. We are. And there will continue to be an uproar. There's going to be a lot of drama. There's going to be a lot of things that are happening. But right now, it's realizing what's most important. I'm fighting for the world. But I have to fight for the things that are within my own personal world too. So some of you have been, that could be at work. You're spending so much time at work. You're spending so much time building up your career. You're spending so much time trying to do these things external to your life and your home life. And you are failing at the things that are closest to you, such as your work life with your, um, your home life, such as your family time, such as rebuilding commitments, such as pouring into those commitments or actually allowing yourself to be in one. And you have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Is that really what I want? Is that really what the goal is? Everyone can say what a great being I am, what a great person I am, how I've invested so much in the world, but then I've really felt the people that are closest to me. And I'm not even saying that I felt the people closest to me because I feel as though I overwork myself always around. I try to give 100% in every area of my life and we all know that that's impossible. So on top of working and doing everything that you think that you can do externally to you, whether it be in your job, whether it be in your career, whether it be in fighting for humanity, whether it be in fighting social injustice, those things take up so much time, so much time. And then before you know it, time is up in other areas of your life. And there's no drawbacks, there's no do-overs. It is what it is. So give yourself the opportunity and give yourself the chance to really, really think about how you are overexerting yourself, how you are not allowing yourself to put what matters first and how you can really compartmentalize those things that are really, really needed in your life because there's really no true balance to it there's really no true way to make sure that it balances out because everything is what everything is, right? Everything is gonna require different parts of you. Everything is gonna require different parts in different time. But what it is that you do as you're navigating through these things is what matters. It's what matters. So as you are going into this week, give yourself that grace, give yourself that ability to really tap in, find yourself a place to be grounded. Don't allow, notice how your body is becoming overwhelmed and overstimulated. How do you relax yourself? How do you bring yourself back present? It's easy to say, okay, let me not think about that. But your body is still processing that. It's about reprogramming the way that your body receives in gives information and auric frequencies out. That's what it's about. There's a massive shift that has been happening and gonna continue to happen, but despite the shift that is happening externally, we have to find a way to uh, tap into what matters internally for us. We have to. Okay, so I love you guys and I really, really hope that you are in a space where you're able to really dig deep and tap into what I'm stating and how it applies to your life. And I hope that it gives you a little bit of encouragement to know that you're not alone Everybody is battling their own things. Everyone is dealing with their own things. Everyone is trying to figure out how to um, navigate through life as it is. And so just please pay attention to those parts of yourself because you want to, especially after so much loss in one year, um, you want to focus on the things that matter the most. And you don't wanna give that up. You don't wanna disconnect from it in a space where you really, really miss out on some of the most important things in your life, okay? So I love you guys. Thank you so much for all your love. Thank you so much for your um, encouragement and know that I'm gonna to continue to be here to help you navigate through these things that we deal with in life overall. Okay. I love you guys until our next daily dose of energy. Bye.